Hello ladies, welcome to this week's episode entitled Shame versus Conviction, Discerning the Difference. Listen, we've all done something that we were really embarrassed about or needed forgiveness for. The question is, did it redefine who we were as a person or was it a truth that brought conviction for change? Today we'll take a look at the difference between shame and conviction. This is going to be good. Let's have a conversation. Sister Friends Cups in Conversation. I'm Teresa Cooper, your host, and uh, we're glad that you've joined us today. And I've got a great group of ladies at the table with me today. Uh, I got my girl back, Catherine Young. She's back. (laughs) And so um, this is an exciting table. And I asked each lady to bring their favorite cup. Uh, that, that they like to use in the morning or afternoon whenever they're having coffee or tea. And um, I'm going to ask each of them to tell us why it's their favorite cup. And I'll start with myself. Yes. <laughs> and I picked this cup because I have a saying that says, don't allow the struggle to take the luxury out of life. All right. Don't allow the struggle to take the luxury out of life. And so this cup just reminds me of fine things, lovely things, beautiful things when I want to drink coffee and tea in the morning. So, Miss LaTanya, you are a USA executive, um, executive, and you're in the corporate world, and what is your favorite cup and why? I have several favorite cups, but this one says queen of everything. Okay. And I want to direct it to the other queen at the table. that's true. (laughs) But I got this cup. Uh, We had a cup exchange, and... um, One of the mothers at the church told me that she didn't want to bring a cup that didn't mean anything to her. And uh, and she said, so this meant a lot to me. So this came out of my cupboard. And so it was a gift. So this is why I chose that one, just because of where it came from and the lady that I got it from. Plus, I wanted to have something to talk about Pastor Catherine Young. <laughs> something to welcome her back to yes, the table. Yes, welcome yes, her back. Since yes. you did fill in for her. I yes. Did. So, queen of everything. Queen of everything. <laughs> okay. And as the host, I will defer to my co-host, the queen. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, my cup says it's good to be queen. Okay. It should say it's good to be the original queen. Because <laughs> there's many imitators and duplicators, but there's only one queen. Okay. And I'm just going to leave that right there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And the queen is the director of Care Parenting Center here in Shreveport. And uh, we love to have fun yeah. and uh, to just you know, kid each other. Yes. Um, and then we have at the table for the very first time, Miss Casey Floyd. Yes. And Casey mm-hmm. is a pastor and a, a, a mom and a wife, and she does a, a host of things, yes. And I'm glad to have her at the table today. And Casey, the cup that you chose? 
it was hard for me to choose. Okay. But I did choose this one, and it is actually from my honeymoon. Oh! I've had this for over 20 years. Yes! And uh, we started collecting mugs on our honeymoon. Okay. So anytime we travel and go places, I grab a mug. Yeah. Where we were at. And so this started that tradition, and so it is one of my favorites. Yes. Well, that's a great tradition to start and a little hobby to have with your honey. Yes. 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 So these are our cups today. Uh, we got an original queen. We got a queen to be. <laughs> we got a honeymoon uh, cup bearer here. And we got remembering don't take the luxury out of life because of the struggle. Yes. All right, are you ladies ready to talk? We ready yes. to talk. Okay, well, we yes. wanted to have a conversation about the difference between uh, shame and conviction and discerning uh, the difference between shame and conviction. And I felt like that would be a really good mm -hmm. topic to, to have um, because it's important for people to know the difference. And, you know, when you look up the word shame and in, in it, how it's defined, shame is a painful emotion that responds to a sense of failure to attain some ideal state. Shame encompasses the entire self. The thought process in shame involves self-focused attention. Shame focuses on the person and everything becomes about I am and it tries to distort um, the person's uh, person the personhood of that individual. And I, I thought it was really important because a lot of times um, it's, it, people need to know that God doesn't deal in shame. That's right. And whenever they as associate shame with God or church, that's not a, a, a good representation. It's actually a false re yes. representation of who God is because God is not about making us feel like we're a failure. Yes. Right. He's about right. telling us that in spite of ourselves, we're more than conquerors. Yeah. So let me ask you ladies, what, what has been your individual maybe experience um, with shame or just what, what we're talking Talking about. Well, you know, when you were talking about the definition of shame, I was reading up on it a little last mm -hmm. night, and this this stuck out to me. It says, shame is brought on by the enemy for a sin that you have already been forgiven of. Yes. yes. Because yes. that's what he does. You know, we make a mistake, and right. then he'll come in and beat us up with shame. Right. Yeah. And yes. then I can, I can say, you know, I have several experiences, and it, it but it's, I, I love the way God do it. Even when we're in the midst of that shame, yeah. mm -hmm. he always bring the comfort right after that. Yes. Yes. Once we repent and you know whatever has been done, he brings the comfort. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Casey? I, I agree with you. I feel like shame is something is a sin that you've had in the past. And yes. the enemy, every time you think about it, he brings those feelings of shame up inside of you, making yeah. you feel like you're unworthy. Right. Which yeah. I believe brings on the insecurities in yes. your life and can cause you to withdraw. Mm -hmm. Right. From the things that you know in your heart that you're called to do and what mm -hmm. you're supposed That's to be. Mm -hmm. But you feel like all you are is that shame of, right. of your sin or the things that you've done. And it causes you not to focus on the action as uh -huh. more as as much as it causes you to, to to take on ownership of it as as if it's a part of your character. Yes. Right. Um, uh, as if 
it's, it's, it's a part of who you are. Yes. And, and it's totally the opposite of that. Right. It's something that you did, it's not who you are. That's right. You know, and. Oh, that's good. Say that again. Well, it's you know. something that you did, <laughs> not, not who, who you, you are. are. I was going to have awesome. one of those moments like, uh, it that's was brilliant, awesome. but I don't remember. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> yes. you know what? That, that's really good because when I was looking at this, I looked at a scripture in Genesis 3 and 10, and it is when uh, God calls out to Adam yes. in verse 9. It's a great scripture. Mm-hmm. And he calls out to him and he says, where are you? And then Adam and Eve go and hide. And they say, we heard you in the garden, so we hid ourselves. That's like the first instance of shame in the garden. And that is when the decision can be made um, if you want to own that and you become shame, like you said, or you allow conviction. Yes. To, to kind of step in. Right. And I think for them, shame kind of yes. stepped yes. in and then yes. they owned the shame. And of right. course, we're seeing it. We're seeing yes. the results of that shame right. today. Yeah. So some of the signs of shame, because I want to go back to the original question, but I'm going to give you some of the signs of shame. Mm-hmm. Wanting to disappear, just yes. fall in a hole, mm-hmm. disappear. Like yeah. Most often, shame causes people to want to bury their heads, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the sand and just yeah. become invisible, isolated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything to pull you out of connection. with another person. It tries to steal your relationships because again, it's about shame's goal is to make you feel like that's who you are. You're that loathsome thing that you've, you know, you've done or that infraction that you've caused versus it being something that you did. And um, and so I'm going to go back to the original question. What's your relationship with Mm -hmm. shame? How has shame in, in the entirety of your life at one particular point how did it show itself to you Latanya yeah you know I can I'll give a real transparent yes, uh, example do. I remember when I got pregnant with my oldest son mm-hmm. and I was 16 getting ready to be 17 I was in mm-hmm. high school you know a senior just mm-hmm. you know living mm-hmm. doing my thing and I got pregnant and the first thing that happened to me was before I, I told anybody or before I dealt with it Shane just came in, you know, and I was embarrassed Mm -hmm. for a while before Mm -hmm. I could even share it, before I could tell my mom or my parents, Mm -hmm. I was shamed. And then even when we got past it in our household, you know, you have to go back to school, you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, see your cousins Mm -hmm. and they're going to prom. Right. You're having a baby shower, you know, so you have just other things that kind of take over your life. And I had to make a decision for myself, you know, am I going to be... Shame. Am I ever let this action yeah. define who define I am me? or define yes. my destiny or my future? Yeah, right. mm-hmm. because you start thinking, you know, are you going to finish school? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to do with your life now? Right. You know, and shame could kind of come in and take over everything. Right. So I had to make a conscious decision. Yeah. How absolutely. I would approach my life yeah. after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, Casey. How? What? What is there a, a particular uh, memory that you can share with us today where shame, you know, showed up and? Well, sure, certainly. Um, I, I, early on in my life, I went astray from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I did a lot of things that that I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. about or ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And then later on, got married, got my life right, got mm-hmm. married, and began in the ministry and became a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. And then those things that I've done in the past tried to creep oh, back yeah. in. Yeah. Right. And it caused me to withdraw 
Wow. Okay. And, and and not even have a voice anymore. Wow. Because okay. I felt like I I'm not worthy of this. That you yeah. know I know God. You say that I'm called and I and I have a voice and I have something to share. But I completely withdraw, and from relationships, from people, from speaking yeah. out. Even though I knew I was forgiven. Right. Yeah. And I knew that that was not who I was. Yes. I had to separate the do from the who. Right. Yeah. Because what I did. Right. Yeah. Because good. shame comes to attack our self-image and our self-confidence. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? And to stop us, because I mean, you had moved on. Light years had passed. Yes. And now you're this new person, this new creation yes. in Christ yeah. Jesus. But then it was almost as if, but what about the skeletons? Yeah. Or what about what I did in the past? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so there, here comes shame again, trying to introduce mm-hmm. itself, yeah. um, like you said. And what it was trying to do was steal your confidence yes. as a pastor's wife right. and your yes. self-image um, as a, just a woman. Woman or or an uh, a older lady from because maybe that was in your twenties or your teens and now yeah. maybe you know by the mm-hmm. time you transitioned you might have been in your thirties or late for you know in the forties whatever the age was right. but um, to try to stop you from progressing you know further right you know um, one of the the things that I my I've got a lot of different examples I could Me use too. Too. but. <laughs> I'm, the one that I'm going to share today um, with with shame and, re- and that relationship, that love, hate, you got to go, mm-hmm. you know, shut the door, kick rocks. Mm-hmm. You don't live here, shame, <laughs> was really with um, my weight, mm-hmm. having a fluctuating, you know, uh, waistline yeah. up and down. You know, I've been every size in the book and then feeling shame about that because what what are people thinking yeah. when they look at me cuz sometimes people have biases about people that are yeah. overweight yes. mm-hmm. and they think well maybe they're lazy or maybe they're hoarders or they're overeating you know how people do yeah. and yeah. so but breaking free from that and saying you know what number 1 I'm not my hair I'm not That's my right. weight right. I'm not the job that I do I'm yes. an actual person right. that has real struggles and you might be watching today and you and you you're saying, well, I, I identify with this table. Yeah. Uh, we want you to know that shame doesn't come from God. That's right. It's actually a, a tool that the enemy, who we call Satan, yes. tries to use yes. to stop us and to trip us up from the overwhelming radical acceptance mm-hmm. of God's love because right. if we if Kathy if we grab a hold of God's love right. and what right. and God's thoughts about mm-hmm. us my God, it revolutionizes, you know, our, how we live our lives. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, so we've kind of really defined, um, what shame does. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to just really make clear the difference between shame and conviction. So we know shame tries to cause us to disappear, to make us feel bad, Mm -hmm. um, to live in regret, to, you know, um, to be ashamed of ourselves. And yes. as you've heard, um, we're, we're, we're dispelling that and encouraging you to know the difference, discern the difference uh, between shame and conviction. God works with conviction. That's right. And conviction is a convinced conscience. He, mm-hmm. he works to, to cause our conscience to be convinced about his thoughts toward us yes. and what he says about us. Right. And so, Kathy, what, what are your thoughts on that, on conviction? Conviction, this is what I have. It's, it says, a prompting by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. 
that something you're choosing in your life isn't right and you need to repent and turn back to God for it. And I love that. I love that statement because when I thought about conviction, I thought about, you know, like you say, discerning the yes. two. Because the conviction comes as a gentle nudge from God. Yes. 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 And it shows that he loves us enough to say, hey, you're going off course. Right. You're going off course. And that he would turn that situation around. But the shame comes in when people beat us up. Right. But God don't beat us up. Right. He loves he us. Right. And I love that that is set in us through the Holy Spirit, the conviction of mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you, what, what about the example of when people come to church mm -hmm. and, and a preacher has to preach with a conviction, yes. with a convinced yes. conscience of that what he's speaking about right. and, and delivering the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. right? But what happens in the pew when people leave and they, if they leave and they, and they feel ashamed, mm -hmm. they need to know that that's a work of the enemy yeah. trying to steal the seed right. that yes. was planted yeah. because conviction never the, the prompting of God and the conviction of God the Bible says in 2nd Corinthians I think it's 7 and 10 that godly sorrow mm -hmm. worketh repentance right. and it leads to no regret yes. right. but the but the sorrow that's not a godly sorrow only leads to death what are your thoughts on that because as a pastor I'm sure you've had people you know leave the church and oh, they made me feel bad they don't preach enough sermons on joy and, and empowerment every time I leave Leave, I feel bad. What, what would you say to those people? I just believe that God loves us too much to leave us the way that we are. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, with that, when we accept God's love in that, uh -huh. and then we accept those those nudges of that conviction that's in our heart. And um, a lot of times, maybe they haven't fully received God's love. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they don't fully know how much He does care for them, and He only wants the best for them. Mm -hmm. And so you know, that's the conviction that comes in your heart that, hey, God's saying, let's change this. Let's, right. let's, let's not do this anymore. Let's try it this way. And I believe you're going to see more life and more joy in your heart. Yes. Right. When you see that. And, you know, I wrote down that conviction is the discernible feeling of God's dealing, the discernible, you yes. know, when God's dealing with you, mm -hmm. drawing you into repentance. Uh, whenever God's convicting you, it's for an outcome right. uh, to cause you to consider uh, the error of your way because he's, mm -hmm. God, you know, God's a gentleman. Yeah. He, he's given us free will. Mm -hmm. He's not going to, you know, um, throw himself on us. Right. Now, he, he may use a variety of things to yeah. prompt us to hear him and to listen to him, but he's going to do it in a way, in a gentleman way mm -hmm. where um, he's not over, over uh, bearing or over, you know, overriding our free will to choose. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Latanya? You know, I, I was going to say what conviction should do mm -hmm. is it should help uh, correct behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, shame often masquerades as conviction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the difference because if it doesn't correct behavior, then it's not real conviction. Yeah. You know, so when the Holy Spirit comes to convict us, what he does is he's coming to correct behavior that doesn't line up with the word of God. Right. So then when shame comes and pretends to be conviction, cause you know, that could happen as well. Then you don't see correction happening. Then you know, that's not real conviction. Yeah, yeah. You know something, I was thinking about this. I've been in both situations. Shame, um, kind of made me agree with what the enemy was saying. Mm -hmm. Even if I was sitting in church yeah. 
I wasn't ready to change because I was shamed. So the yeah. shame was like, oh, they're trying to make me feel bad about myself. That preacher, he ain't here, God, he ain't do this, you know, because right, right. that's the shame. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready to change. Yeah. But when I came to church and I was looking to be delivered, had a sincere heart, it allowed the conviction. Okay. Yeah. And so I think when we come in with a sincere heart, you know, the Bible says it's the goodness of the Lord that brings mm -hmm. man to repentance. Yes. Like what you were saying. When we really want a sincere change from God, we align ourselves with what the Holy Ghost is doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I left and I would feel convicted. You know, that's a powerful word and knew God was, was dealing with me. But in my shame and not wanting to change, I stayed in the shame category. Right. Yeah. Well, but let me just say this too, because even um, not being ready to change mm -hmm. and still wanting to do what it is you want to do, mm -hmm. um, with true conviction won't allow you to um, accuse God mm -hmm. or That's cause right. you to misread yeah. right. him or mislabel him as mm -hmm. something that he's not. Yes. You, right. it, it'll cause you to live in, in, in a, a, a state of reality, which is, yeah. I, I, I'm not ready to give up. Yes. I'm liking what I'm doing mm -hmm. and I, I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> And it doesn't yes. accuse God of being right. something that he's not. Mm -hmm. You, you yep. follow what I'm saying? Uh -huh. right. um, what, what, do you have anything you want to add to that, Casey? Um, you know, I, I just feel that shame is what you were saying, where it's dealt with something in your past and conviction yeah. is yeah. something that you're doing now. Yeah. And there are times in our lives that I, you know, we felt, I'm sure mo most of us, if not all mm -hmm. of us, have felt conviction in our heart and we're not ready to stop. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it's a process. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel that, that that correction that conviction brings isn't always instantaneous. Right. It happens immediately. That's but it's good. a process of God working in your heart. Right. And changing your want to. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You surrender your That's heart good. to God yes. and your want to's begin to change. Absolutely. Oh, yes. So conviction from the Holy Spirit causes us to to rethink our actions and change our mind. Whereas mm -hmm. shame doesn't cause us to change our mind or to rethink right. our actions. Mm -hmm. right. It causes us to, to, to become all about I am mm -hmm. and it could lead into depression. Yes. It leads yeah. into yes. isolation. Yes. And so it's very important if you're watching today, we're talking about the difference and discerning the difference between shame and conviction. And shame comes from the enemy and he, he comes, the Bible says the enemy is the accuser right. of the bread That's of the right. Brethren. So when you, if you leave a godly environment or you are reading the word or you're interacting in church and the first thought that comes to your mind is to feel accused yeah. or to feel picked on, you need to know that those are the tactics and that's the work of the enemy that's right. because that's his job is to accuse the brethren. That's right. But God's job is to cause you, the Bible says that he, he says, I will leave a comforter. Mm -hmm. Come on, y'all got yeah. me preaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> preach, preach, he preach, said, preach I'm going yeah. to leave the comforter. I'll go yes. away, but I'm going to send you some help. That's yes. right. And this help is going to convict the world of yeah. sin. We, we are the world. It's yeah, going to convict right. us right. and it's going to remind us of everything that Jesus said. Yeah. Yes? yes. So that we could be more like him. And in, in, and I, what I love about God is, is that his love is so unconditional. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. my God. There's nothing that we can do to right. change his mind about how he feels about us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, conviction deals with our actions and, but God's, even as he's dealing with our actions, mm -hmm. he says, but I call you beloved. Yeah. Get yourself together, yes. my beloved. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Kathy? And you know, it doesn't even 
even matter how long you've been saved. Yes. I've been in a place where the enemy had beat me up so bad. And I was like, oh my God, just in tears. But God, he shines that light in. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and I, you, I had to reach out for mm -hmm. the light. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I was in that darkness. You know, some people say, well, you should be past that. You've been saved forever. No, that's what the enemy does, but he's defeated. Yes. That's right. When God shines in that light, take the light and uh -huh. go for that because he's going to always try to jab us in the corner. That's his job. But we have to know who we are in Christ. And Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, shame, shame. While we're talking, I'm just thinking so shame holds us bondage holds yeah. us right that and does. conviction sets us free yes. that's good but yes. we still have to make the decision yes. to be free we have to yes. make the that's decision yeah. to grab like when point. you said grab a hold to the light we have to yes. make a decision mm -hmm. to um, adhere to that gentle nudging yes. of the Holy Spirit when that conviction is yes. setting in and not stay in bondage well let me shame. ask you this can conviction feel like a um, because you know we're describing it as a gentle nudge or a prompting, oh, yeah. but yeah. can the dealings yeah. of the yeah. Lord yes. feel like He all up in my yes. face, yes. Yes. or like He's in my business? Yes. Like Lord, you can you can live in the house, yes. but stay in the bedroom. You don't <laughs> you, you can't come in the kitchen, Lord. You know what I'm saying? So let, let's yes. talk about that the, the the nudging and the work of the Holy Spirit. What does it look like, Casey? I believe it just is, is it makes you uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really does. It, it brings up those emotions like this doesn't feel good anymore when it gets up in your, in your business yes. mm -hmm. and uh, you want to go along like you've always gone along mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it just doesn't feel right anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you, changing you, changing your want to saying this, this used to be good. Yeah. But now it's not. So can conviction feel like unhappiness? Yes. Can it feel like unsatisfied? Absolutely. Like you're doing yeah. you're doing everything in the world. You're traveling, mm -hmm. you live in the house that you want to live in, you're having you have mm -hmm. a relationships, mm -hmm. you have friends, yeah. but something deep down you're still not happy. Mm -hmm. Um and some people because they can't discern the difference between shame and conviction will will say it's something in their past that's making me feel unhappy. It's something in my, you know, it's, it's the skeletons in my closet mm -hmm. that are leaving mm -hmm. me unfulfilled. It's the, you know, it's the bag. We, we hear this a lot about all the baggage. Get, yeah. get rid of the baggage. Yes. But you know what? With me, the shame made me feel like I was going to die. It just overwhelmed okay. me. Yeah. yeah. The conviction. It overwhelmed me, but it, it's almost like it, it won't let you do nothing else. Because the Holy Ghost, he be like, uh-uh, because we're we not finished with this. Mm -hmm. And it's like I can't focus on nothing else mm -hmm. until I make right what I made wrong. Right. Yeah. But the shame holds you, like you say, in bondage. It holds you hostage, and it feels like, oh, this is overbearing. I'm going to die. I can't breathe. Yeah. Because that's where the enemy ultimately want to get you yeah. to that place. Uh -huh. yes. So that's that's the difference I feel for myself. So yeah. discernment is important. Right. So it yes. sounds like what you're saying is is that um, 
can shame can feel overwhelming, but overwhelming with no end and no hope and Hopeless. no hope. Yes, um, mm -hmm. conviction can also feel a little overwhelming, mm -hmm. but not overwhelming without with there's no way there's a, always a way of an escape. Yes, yes. because he said yeah, there's no good. temptation really taken yes. unto man yes. um, that is that's not common, and that he he was tried at every point like we were tried, and he mm -hmm. gave us a way of, escape. of an escape. Mm -hmm. So are you looking for your your exits, your escape yes. signs, yes. because God will always leave us with escape signs, whether it's through his word, yeah. whether it's through our, in our time of prayer, yeah. whether yes. it's through our sisterhood yes. and our friends and uh, whether it's in our church or with our pastor, you know, so it's important to be able to discern the difference. Um, we are to use the Bible, Hebrews 5 and 14 is a great scripture. We are to use the Bible to to the extent that we are able to discern both good and evil. Mm -hmm. That's yes. the, really the purpose of the Bible, to help us yeah. to discern both good and evil. And so today, we're, we're really, we're wanting to help you clearly see, if you've had cataracts on your eyes uh, when it comes to shame, mm -hmm. um, we want you to really see the difference and yes. be able to discern the difference between shame and conviction. Conviction is not a, a bad thing. It's a right. convinced yes. mind. Yeah. It's an assurity about something. And that assurity causes you to make change. And this is the thing that I love. We can't make the change on our own. No. We need the grace of That's God. Right. That's, That's right. right. We need the aid of the Holy Spirit yeah. yes. to help us yes, to make the change. Yeah. Come on, ladies, help me let talk. Me, let me say something. This scripture stood out to me. I'm going to read it. It's Psalms 25 and 3. It says, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Come on. Mm -hmm. But shame will come to those who are treacherous without a cause. Without a cause. That's good. Wow. And I was wow, like, oh, true. he would never put us to, to shame. shame. Yeah. And God is so awesome in that. We, when yes. we come and we're down and we're embarrassed about something, he's not the God that'll shoo us away. Get, get, right. get. Right. We know that we can always grab hold of to the anchor of who he is. Yeah. yeah. Who he is. And that's what we have to do because we see that in the world because right. there's so much suicide. The enemy has lied. Right. You know, and you know told what? lies. Yes. And you know what? It takes me back to that scripture that I was talking about in um, in Genesis. Mm -hmm. You know, when Adam and Eve hid themselves, what God could have did is said, you know what? That's just it. Yeah. You know, but because he won't let us stay in shame, yeah. right. he provides a way of escape. He That's comes good. out with a plan, too. Yes. He yes. says, okay, so you did this, but I'm going to do that. Right. I'm going to yes. give you a way out or still find a way where you can still lift your head. Yes. So conviction could come in and we can correct this yes. behavior but you don't find yourself lost and hiding. Yes. I was reading that and I was sharing with my mom when I read it, how God came in and he said, well, who told you you was naked? Who told you, who told you? right? Who made you shame? Yes, right. that's who, good. What, what did you eat or partake of that you let get in your spirit or digest mm -hmm. to make you think that naked yes. is bad? Yeah, who Come made on. you shame? Who made yes. you shame? And so, and that's how, that's how I think God wants us to, to be, you know, when yeah. we're, when we are going through our life and then shame comes, you know, I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, who made you shame? Right, yes. and that's a that's great good. point. And today we're saying to you, who made you shame? Yes. Because God's thoughts about you are good and yes. not of evil right. to give you a hope 
and a future. So if you're listening today, we want you to know that your true identity is found in him and what he says about you, not in shame, not what shame tries to cause you to focus on just on yourself. Yes. Because a true connection with God will cause you to, to go beyond yourself and to focus on him. Yes. And then to focus on the communities that are around you and how you can impact them. So who made you naked? Who made you ashamed? Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that we've helped you at this table today discern the difference between shame and conviction. God bless you. Go in the strength of the Lord. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today. As we discovered in our discussion, there is a huge difference between shame and conviction. True conviction can lead us to genuine change if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. The shame of the moment is only temporary and cannot empower us to truly change. Thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to check us out across all our social media platforms. See you next week.